Texas got against the DMV. Everybody loves the DMV. I mean, who do you know who doesn't like the DMV? And then John Cox got to go bashing the DMV. Oh, boy. Let me read this from beloved listener Ryan. Jack and Joe, step one, realize my license expires in two months. Step two, get online to review. Realize the DMV will send me the info needed to review. Okay, step three, wait. Step four, live my life. Yeah. Step four, live my life. Realize my license now expires in two weeks. Crap. Step five, call DMV, wait an hour on hold. Told it because I didn't update my address with the DMV when I moved. I have no option than going in in person. Don't uh, don't gloss by hour on hold. That's a uh, wolf. Next, go to DMV. Wait for an hour and a half just to get the form I need to get a renewal. Then get told at least four to five hour wait at this point. Told go on Saturday because it's way shorter wait time. Okay, got it. Go to DMV on Saturday before it opens at eight. The line is already out to the street. Take an hour and a half to get into the building. Another 45 minutes to get my new number. I'm G60, which the girl says in a Valley Girl voice, it's so cute because that's the same number you had at the other DMV. Uh, Oh, my God, so cute. And it won't take me more than 30 minutes because we have hella techs working today. Two hours later, they're at G30. I'm still waiting while I write this. They're at G50. And all I can think about is how everything will someday be like this. All government-run programs with zero incentive to run with any efficiency. And I'm sad for the world my children will grow up in. And I would like to hear, I mean, this is a different topic, but I'd sure like to hear the argument why healthcare wouldn't be like that if the government ran it. I mean, why wouldn't it turn out that way? And then finally, 45 minutes later, I'm called up. Yes! Pay $35, directed to window 17 to wait in line, then sent to window 15. Rubber stamped them out four and a half hours. Plus driving. Right. Yeah, you got it. And the hour on on hold. And, and, you know, and other things you couldn't do with your life, which is something. Do you know John Cox is running for governor against Gavin Newsom? My goodness. And Mr. Cox joins us now. He is a Republican candidate for the governorship of the state of corrupt California. Hello, John. How are you? Why on earth would I want to change any of that? That just sounds like it's so much fun to do all that, doesn't it? <laughs> it's just absolutely abusive, and we understand that uh, the Democrat legislature just rejected the idea of auditing the DMV for money that disappeared, etc. What is the state of the DMV? What do you want to do about it? Well, you know, I mean, is anybody surprised that our wonderful legislature doesn't want to investigate or audit this agency? I mean... I'm wondering, guys, when the people of California are just going to say, I've had enough of this mismanagement. I mean, the idea that somebody is going to sit there and wait. By the way, they were waiting outside in some of these places. People fainted. Did you hear about the story where somebody fainted in line, and then they told them that if they got picked up and sent to the hospital, they would lose their place in line, and the person said, no, I'm not leaving I want to be treated right here. And I'm sorry, that was the Soviet Union, you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> so you got you to gotta love we the whole... Laugh. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I don't know what else to we do. You can laugh about it, but you know what? If you're a farmer and you don't have water for your crops, if you're a person living in uh, Riverside and you've got to get in your car and drive two hours burning $4 a gallon gasoline to get to your job, and you're away from your kids for those two hours there and back, or you're a single mom and you're looking to rent an apartment and you are getting you know incredible uh, rates that you're having to pay, and so you're moving farther and farther away from your job, and then which means a longer commute, 
Or if you're someone who's sending your kid to a public school that's now 47th in the nation, this is not funny. This is California. And I think, you know, I care about what's going on here, guys. And I think the people of this state have had enough, and they're going to change their, their management in November. They just have to. Well, one thing I've learned with the uh, the homeless crisis, I, I live in a, 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 a damned liberal area with a pretty open mind toward the, the you know, the homeless. But there was a tipping point. It reached a point where even, you know, the the unicorn riding, uh, <laughs> I, I shouldn't be so dismissive. People people more compassionate than me toward the plight of the homeless uh, were willing to say, all right, enough. Something's got to change. So there is, you do reach a tipping point, and I, I, I hope we're there with whether it's the homeless problem or this DMV situation or whatever, to where even the very blue, blue state of California says, all right, enough. Well, you know, I don't know if we've reached the tipping point, guys. But I think we've reached a decision point. On November 6th, there is going to be a decision point, And that is, do you go with the status quo? Do you double down with ridiculous, unmanaged, uh, incompetent government, which is personified by my opponent? Or do you go with somebody? I mean, I've been, I've been in the business world for 40 years. I built a successful business. I've I've solved problems. I've delivered results for people who needed those results. And that's, that's what you do in business because you want to be a success, right? And that's what I want to do in California because I care about what happens here. I, I love the living here, and I don't want to see it descend even more. And I think the people of the state are going to reach a decision point on November 6th. And they're just going to say, this is enough. We're done with this. We're going to go for change. We're going to go with a different management, and we're going to get some things changed and make this life a lot better here. Obviously, you believe that, for instance, the DMV can be reformed. Well, I think, yes. Talk about low-hanging fruit. Come on, guys. I mean, five-hour waits in a technology-driven world. I mean, listen, a a bunch of years ago, 15 years ago, I used to live in Florida. I got my driver's license renewed in 15 minutes in Florida. This is not rocket science. What we have is a bureaucracy that's maintained by people because it's politically expedient to be maintained by people in this fashion. Well, if you're talking uh, about getting you. more efficient through electronics, you'd have you'd have to get rid of employees uh, that are doing you know oh. it by hand, and that that's you know you, you're going to make up- them work. <laughs> ouch! Ouch! Wow! That's a new concept. Isn't that what I do in the private sector? Every well, yeah, but day? you know the resistance you will get. In government, to if you if you found out a way to do it on computers much faster, but if that was going to mean any fewer employees, you're going to get a lot of resistance. We'll find something else for them to do. Come on, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in increasing living standards, and you do that with productivity, and you don't do that with just having a whole bunch of government workers that don't, you know, that that aren't fulfilled. And let me tell you, do you think the people at the DMV like to get all the bad stares and all the angry looks and all this stuff that they're going to put up with? I can't believe that they do. I, I, I have to believe that they're interested in having people actually like going to the DMV. Right. Well, and we do. We, we're privileged to broadcast in a number of states, and we're heard all over the world online. And we get uh, emails and, and texts all the time from people in other states saying, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I mean, it took me 15 minutes, and everybody's super friendly here in whatever state where they are. So it's absolutely not necessary that the citizens be abused all the time. That's the misfunction of government. John Cox is online. He's the candidate for governor. Running against Gavin Newsom. You want to say something mean about Gavin? Are you, are, you're, 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 
working that angle. Let me set you up. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, Gavin Newsom, who is actually a, a fairly charming guy, we've met him many times, and and he's a likable guy. But he used to be four square eloquently, logically, against the idiotic, enormous theft that is the Crony Express, the non-bullet train. He used to be completely against it. Now he thinks it's a wonderful idea. Why do you suppose that is, John Cox? Oh, could have something to do with the fact that uh, Governor Brown has uh, millions of dollars in his campaign fund and maybe is going to try to be helping, uh, you know, uh, his, uh, his crony buddy. Uh, maybe it could be because there's a whole bunch of contractors and, you know, employees of various agencies that like the spending or the trial lawyers and the environmental consultants who also like what's going on with the train to nowhere. I mean, let's face it, this thing has been a honeypot for trial lawyers, uh, environmental consultants, uh, land acquisition experts, and all these people who are dipping their beak in the trough here. At the expense, by the way, of all of us who are working our tail ends off to try to make this thing work, and they don't—they're immune to any criticism, of course. And Mr. Newsom, as you mentioned, is just going back and forth. Listen, I don't have to attack him because, let's face it, he's already not very popular with a lot of people. I'm going to try to convince people that. I'm really a guy who is a successful business guy who would get rid of waste like this and go after it, you know, tooth and nail. And and I'm doing it because I care about people. I care about what happens here because I love living in California and I don't want to see it, you know, go downhill. So I don't know if I have to really attack this guy as much as he just you know, puts his own foot in his mouth most of the time. You know, I want to make two points for you as your volunteer campaign coordinator. Number one, Gavin Newsom is signing off on a $100 billion theft from the taxpayers, at least $100 billion, in return for a few million dollars of Jerry Brown's campaign money. That's what you're dealing with. The second thing is, and I say this to my progressive friends, if there was a serious, serious move to make government much more efficient and much more responsive, that would free up unbelievable amounts of money for your goals. And, you know, whether that's money money is spent or not, the legislature can decide. But maybe you're concerned about homelessness. Maybe you're concerned about drug rehab. But maybe you're concerned about sick kids. Whatever. If we can make government more efficient, call that conservative if you want. I think it's just smart. That will free up tons of money for your goals. So why the hell wouldn't you join in? I agree. And not only that, what we're also doing in a lot of other areas is, is basically economic suicide. I mean, uh, you know, we got to start directing money for education into the classrooms. You and I both know that it's going into administrators' pockets and other areas, and it's not going to the teachers. It's not going to the classrooms. We also know that our water storage is lacking, and we're starving our farmers of water. And that's a huge part of our economy that's getting killed. So you're right. There's a whole lot of areas where, you know, Mr. Newsom is not going to lead. He's going to listen to the lobbyists in Sacramento who have been leading us down the road to lousy schools and lousy water systems and, you know, bad roads and all this kind of stuff. And I guess that's the point I'm making, you know, and that is it's the status quo of Newsom and Brown and the crony politicians in Sacramento or it's changed with a business guy like me who's been used to dealing with bureaucracy and, and, and trying to deliver results and saving money and using money efficiently 
and getting things accomplished. I think that's a clear choice, guys. And, you know, I don't need to beat Newsom over the head as much as just remind people about how bad things are being managed here and talk about how I'm going to use my experience to really improve this management and the efficiency. Amen to that. John Cox, candidate for governor. Uh, let's stay in touch. Let's do that. Thank you so right. much. Yeah. It. yeah, you got it. And listen, listen, Democrat, you can't deny what he's saying. He's not Donald Trump. You know, all those things you don't like about Trump, John Cox is not those things. And uh, and and he's not uh, Arnold freaking Schwarzenegger. You know, that's a serious guy. How could you possibly be in favor of more of the same? Ah, because it's tribal. It's because it's tribal. You, you associate yourself with the D-tribe or the R-tribe, and all you care about is scoring points. And it's true on both sides. He's got to find some sort of, uh, I don't know, He's just got that tone that makes me tune out. Really? Yeah. I thought it was riveting. Uh, (laughs) If he was running on the Democrat side against Gavin Newsom, I'd vote for him in a second. In a flat second. Be proud to vote for him. Just uh, something there. Just needs some... I disagree. This is a combination of John Kennedy and... uh... And uh, somebody else who's eloquent. Another eloquent guy. No, it's not eloquence a thing. It's a it's a magnetism, excitement, something. Yeah. Yes. It just ain't there. Shut up. Nobody wants to hear from you, you roided up moron. Which ain't the way we should judge these things. But I'm sorry, that was unnecessarily harsh. I'd, I'd like to retract that. I'm a Christian man. Tell you another thing I would, uh, I would hammer on, because I think this is actually true. I think the day after Gavin Newsom wins, his first meeting... He'll have a meeting that day about his presidential run. Yep. And his energy and time and focus will be on running for president from the day he's elected. I absolutely think that's true. Yeah. Agreed. So I really should uh, break down more thoroughly the details of the... We really need that? Masturbating, bike riding, burglar story. Um, And the plucky grandma put a hole in him. We got a couple of more theories on why um, uh, so many people try to date above their weight. Oh, yeah. Probably ought to get to that, too. Which is news you can of, use. Yeah, it's in the news today. And a couple of theories. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. He was teasing me with promises and visions of a country unseen. In a black limousine. With a better part of- Five men were recently charged for trafficking conspiracy after selling nearly half a million pairs of counterfeit sneakers. Bad news if you just got yourself a new pair of Yikey Air Gordons. <laughs> Funny. Wear with your Rolex. <laughs> Funny. Um, so a couple of texts. Uh, I disagree with Jack. We got, we got a number of texts that agree with me, but I'll read this one. I disagree with Jack. I used to have the impression that Cox was a dud, but now I'm excited about him. Articulate, reasonable, and thoughtful. I thought his, his game is really up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I do not uh, concur, but, uh, that's fine. <laughs> you, but you went into it anti. You're, you're tainted. You're tainted. <laughs> I went into it anti because I don't get any feeling from him whatsoever. I can't help it that that's the way I feel. That's it's a taint. Feel. 
<laughs> you well, can yes. Wash yes. your taint. Yes. If I right. eat a food I don't like, I, like. I will go into it next time thinking I'm probably not going to like this. That is true. So you want Gavin Newsom as the governor. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you. As a political animal, I don't think he, that that's his strength. I agree with his what he believes and his ideas and stuff. Excellent. But I think it would take an extraordinary situation to beat Gavin Newsom. I think it would take somebody with just a, like, you know, for whatever reason, gets you on your feet. Leans in. It would help. Makes you lean in. It wouldn't hurt. Yeah. I'm a reasonable man. Maybe we're at a time where... I'll meet you halfway between your hatred and my reasonableness. (laughs) (laughs) That is magnanimous or something. Um... Uh, do you want like old like Hulk Hogan rants from like eighties wrestling? Like, what are you gonna do when this conservative policy comes for you, bro? Like, is that <laughs> what you're looking for out of the politicians? I don't know what you're looking. Yeah, I, I it's possible that we're at a point where uh, reasonable arguments win the day. Mm-hmm. Maybe we are. You know, Jimmy Carter won the presidency because we wanted a Jimmy Carter. You no, know, if you're familiar with his thing. Because Ford pardoned Nixon. That's why Jimmy Carter was Well, yeah. Nixon. Well, uh, unrest, uh, craziness, anger. You wanted somebody calm and steady. Well, you know, I don't know if we've reached a tipping point, guys, but I think we've reached a decision point. That's pretty good. That's, That's a good, good line. That's good stuff. That's right a good there. line. Yes. That is a good line. Forced to admit it. So there's something in the news today. I'll do this really quickly because we don't have much time. So there's something in the news. Marshall had it in his news. Whatever it was, the percentage of people online that date way above their weight. Right. People have taken a look at this. And 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 I just think, based on my experience back when I was single, that seems to be a common thread in modern America. One of the reasons people are dating less and more people are single is everybody thinks they can do better than they can. Which Interesting is, theory. I don't know what caused that. Now, a lot of people agree with Sean's theory that it's the self-esteem generation, yeah. that everybody gets a trophy generation. Hmm. You've been told by your parents you're the greatest thing in the world your whole life generation. Everything so. I've ever uttered has been amazing. So, yeah, so, so why wouldn't I be able to date the hottest guy or the hottest girl? Um... There's also this theory that somebody put out that we all know an average-looking man or woman who's dating or married to a super hot man or woman, mm-hmm. and we and we think I can be them, even if we only know one of those in our lives. Yeah, that's where we're pointing to as the example of maybe I can be them. Well, dare to dream. That's what I say. <laughs> um, uh, online dating, which is what this is, yeah. uh, allows everybody to take the swing. That they that they wouldn't have in real life, mm. so that plays a role in the online stuff. Certainly, wishes being the mother and father of your your thoughts. Maybe uh, you my, see all those pictures of hotties and think, yeah, I could. I, I'll bet I could. It's I hope I get much easier to swipe right on a ten than it is to approach one, make eye contact, and start a conversation. And then oh. you got the selfie thing, where you're always putting yourself out in an idealized form. And you start to believe it yourself. You read your own press clippings, as they say. Why can't we do math and all realize that we're most of us should be average? That's just the way math works. Not me. Um, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Just announced a sixth branch of the U.S. military. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is getting a lot of attention. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So Manafort trial yesterday was kind of entertaining as they attacked the guy. Old Gates. Old Gates, who he was working with Manafort, and they were friends. They were with their, you know, criminals together. 
And so one criminal's turned on the other criminal. Right. But uh, so Gates, who admitted to having an affair the day before, they came at him and said he's had f- at least four affairs. Yeah. And he's now even lying about that. Yeah. Which I don't know what we're trying to accomplish at this point. But Just completely destroy his credibility. He's a lying liar. I guess. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Vice President Mike Pence says the U.S. must dominate space. At the Pentagon this morning, Pence was announcing... The time has come to establish the United States Space Force. Yes, the sixth military service is going to be ready to roll by 2020. I like it. Um, uh, I, I, hmm, I don't know much about it. It sounds perfectly fine. I don't quite know why Trump mentions it so often and the crowd cheers like crazy. Well, Pence was calling this essential to the nation's security. As President Trump has said in his words, it is not enough to merely have an American presence in space. We must have American dominance in space. And so we will. Vice President. Boy, talk talk about somebody who ain't got the uh, the excitement. That is old Mike Pence. Designed by God to be the vice president. (laughs) No kidding. No kidding. He was like... uh, 3D printed out of a, one of those machines. I need a vice president. Mike Pence. Yep. You know, I used to be pleased with the fact that yeah. the countries, the nations of the earth had gotten together and decided that space would be demilitarized and that we'd all let everybody's satellites fly around. Nobody'd shoot anybody's satellites down. That held for a very long time. There are plenty of people who think that we ought to be uh, dragging back any moves to the contrary instead of trying to get ahead of it like we are right now. I'm afraid those people are naive, uh, much as, like I said, it used to make me very happy that we had come together as human beings to decide this, but I think now it's it's uh, the military comes to space time, Yep, which will probably uh, yield stuff that's pretty unpleasant. In terms of uh, immediate threats, should we have another branch of the military that is our cyber force, where we are dedicated to dominating the cyber world? I think we do. I hope so. I think we do. Uh, but I'm telling you, episode three of Better Call Saul ends right in the middle. Chinese shoot down our satellite. You know, that sort of thing. Get used to it. Mm. California appeals courts rejected former Stanford University swimmer Brock Turner's appeal of his 2016 conviction for sexually assaulting a drunk, unconscious woman after a campus party. Turner served three months in jail and a six-month sentence. He's now going to be required to register as a sex offender for life. The short sentence drew national outrage and launched a successful recall effort against the judge, Aaron Persky. Now, during the appeal court arguments, Turner's attorney had claimed his client never intended to rape an unconscious woman. He just wanted to have outer course with her, sexual contact, while clothed, which he called a form of safe sex. He wanted to have outer course, not intercourse. One of the three judges on the appeals panel said in response, quote, I absolutely don't understand what you're talking about. Uh, I could explain it. Well, seriously, you can you cannot buy that explanation, but not understanding it makes you a bit of a doofus. Have you ever seen two people, like, dance in a really suggestive way? That's kind of what he's talking about. I'm not saying I buy it. I'm just saying, how can you not get that? Well, my friends, forget about tracking how active you are. Now there is an app that celebrates how much you sit. Yes. The app that tracks your inactivity. It's called the Couch Potato app. It'll monitor how much you don't move. (laughs) At the end of each day, you get a potato score. And the higher it is, the longer, longer you sit, the higher the score is. 
All you have to do is download the app, authorize movement tracking, and lounge around all day. And the more you couch, the more levels you advance. You unlock and redeem rewards along the way. <laughs> Fast food, mostly, I'm guessing. Boy, <laughs> out, outside of driving, I hardly sit at all, but I don't, I'm not sure. That doesn't make me feel better. It makes me feel tired. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Jack, we all know how much you love The Bachelor. Well, now you have another, a new favorite reality show coming down the line. Get yourself ready for Love Island. CBS just announcing it's got the rights for an American version of the dating show, which has become a huge hit in the United Kingdom. Love Island sends group of contestants to a tropical location. They have to pair up or risk being eliminated, faced by a series of challenges and twists to gameplay with the relationships ranging from strategic to genuinely romantic. And it also has a big dose of the interactive component with viewers Voting on who stays and who goes, something that producers say will guarantee appointment viewing, which, again, is something very hard to get these days. Mm. And those votes will be used to compile a list of people who should be rounded up and put in camps away from the rest of us. I love Island. Uh, Producer Hanson predicts that this is going to become your next favorite show, Jack. Love Island. All right, I look forward to it. Oh, boy. One last note. Kanye West is going to be on Jimmy Kimmel Live tonight. Kimmel tweeting the rapper's appearance, writing, Hurricane Kane arrives tonight. Hurricane Kanye? Uh, Hurricane Kanye strikes tonight. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Okay. (laughs) We'll uh, probably have clips of that tomorrow. Indeed. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Hope he does his poop to scoop song. Yeah. So we got this text. So Trump's anti-illegal alien and anti-regular alien. That's why we have a space force. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> ah, boy. See, this grandmother, she's walking toward right, her as house. You, as you've mentioned. <laughs> yeah. And this guy's riding along on his bike, yanking it, believe it or not. She says, get away from me. What he does next. Will shock you. Okay, I'll stay but tuned. Not to be compared to what she did after that. Okay. <laughs> which will really shock you. The petering out coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's just not enough. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So according to the business section of USA Today, the time has come for uh, low-calorie ice creams. That, that, that There's been a big leap. I haven't had, uh, I haven't had this in a while. I don't mm-hmm. eat a lot of ice cream. Um, my wife buys the full bore. She's a, I'm going to eat the real Haagen-Dazs or not have ice cream. Mm. It is really delicious. It you know, is. You can get used to the low-fat stuff and all that, and, yeah. it, and it's fine. But then you have a bite of the real thing. Oh, yeah. Right. That's what that tastes like. Right. But anyway, uh, according to the business section, the time has come and that they've really nailed down the flavor. How have they not? I mean, it's all practically everything you eat, unless you're healthy, um, is manufactured in a laboratory flavors anyway. You would think at some point they would manufacture a flavor that tastes like real ice cream. I think the challenge is texture. You think? I think. I don't eat a lot of ice cream either because I'd be huge if I did. Our house sitter left a big old uh, container of it in the freezer. Eat it! It's like my favorite. What are you over there, the devil? It's a <laughs> rocky road, too. It's my favorite. What are you, the devil? Yeah. Of what it. brand? 
like the good uh, stuff. Briars. That's good. That's plenty good. Briars or Byers or Myers. But you get that expensive briars. stuff. It's insane. Briars is all the the mint chocolate chip briars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all. It's fine Man. flavor. Oh. Both adults and children yeah. can agree on it. Yeah. <laughs> not all mint chocolate chip ice cream is green. How, do, how about that? Yeah, some of it's not. It it's confusing. So, a uh, 68 year old Houston woman taking out the trash. It's 5:15 in the evening. Nice summer evening in Houston. It's probably humid in hell. When a man riding his bicycle while masturbating rode toward her. Is he um, pantless? Yes. How do you ride a bike with no pants on? Well, or, or they were pulled well down. Okay, how would you pedal? I, there are a number of questions here. Logistical and, you know, mental health-wise. But uh, So he's, 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 he's doing what I said, riding his bike toward her. She was alarmed by this, yeah. according to the cops. I'm sure she was, and confused. And the woman started back toward her house. The man followed her, still uh, pleasuring himself. She told local ABC affiliate, quote, some guy pulled off his pants and pulled his pants open, playing with his thing. She uses, using the officially sanctioned grandmother terminology. Using his, his body genitals. like it was an amusement park. And he ran up in my yard, and I told him, get away from my door or I will shoot you. He didn't stop approaching. Meanwhile, the woman's 14-year-old granddaughter was inside. Would you like to hear from the charming granny? Sure, why not? We have time. Some guy was pulled off his pants and uh, pulled his pants open and playing with his thing and ran up to my in my yard and I told him to get away from my door that I 